They bring the double at Booker. Book on the spin. Fires for the win! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know, now you do. Welcome back to another episode of the Sun Central Podcast. My name is Devin Johnson. I am once again joined by my co-host, Lucas. Merry Christmas, bro. How's it going? Dude, I'm doing well. Merry Christmas. We're here recording pretty late on Christmas. We're going to be talking a bit about the Mavericks game as well as our upcoming game here. You know, we'd like to in the future record a bit sooner after games happen, but we figured this would be a fun listen for everyone as they're having some free time before tomorrow's game at 8 o'clock. Yeah, of course. And we're also going to include a little bit of a primer for the upcoming couple games we have against the Sacramento Kings. So stay tuned for that. But we're just going to cover our first one of the season when we beat the Mavericks 106 to 102. The Suns had a pretty dominant defensive performance tonight. Overall, fantastic game. I am so glad we're back watching Suns basketball on a regular basis. Lucas, what was your overall uh, take on the game? Yeah, no, absolutely. I was upset about all the foul complaining from Luka Doncic. That was very annoying, but I'm definitely happy about the win. And the way we're going to be doing these recaps, just to keep them a bit shorter here, as we've been talking about, we're going to be doing as a new podcast. We're going to go through a bit of a good, bad, and ugly with the game, what that looks like, as well as some stats and insights sprinkled throughout. So I was just happy about the win. I was having some pizza, watching it with some fellas. So it was a good time, and I'm looking forward to this Kings game. Um, Maybe a bit of a revenge game for Frank the Tank for his short stint there. Hopefully he can put up a 30 bomb. No, I'm just kidding. But, yeah, it it was a good game, Devin. What did you think about it? Oh, man, I loved it. I was uh, rocking with my brother upstairs in the attic, and we were just going off. Probably woke up some neighbors were just yelling and screaming, but yeah, good to be back watching Suns basketball, uh, and I just can't wait for the rest of the season to continue. So we have a couple of interesting stat lines here. Devin Booker started off with 22 points with a clutch dagger at the end to kind of seal the deal for the victory. Five rebounds, three assists, two steals, but eight turnovers. So Lucas, what do you think about Devin Booker's overall performance? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think his game is just so fluid. We've already heard it a few times already. It looks like he's in mid-season form, just the way he's playing. With that being said, as you acknowledge some turnover problems, I do think he's going to take those down for sure as the season goes on. But that has been something that Suns fans have taken note of throughout Buck's career. I think for him to be that quote-unquote dark horse MVP candidate, he's going to have to cut back on that a bit. But on that note as well, something that I noticed in this game was just easy buckets that he got. And one of those ways that I had been tweeting about a bit was just the gravity and the attention that a Chris Paul, DeAndre, and pick and roll drew that game. I think about this one play specifically where Book did not finish it, but it was just really impressive to see how wide open he was and how much that mid-range shot was getting respect, that, that CP3 mid-range shot. They were guarding him real tight. So I thought that was awesome. And I was pleased to, to watch book this game. But uh, yeah, I definitely think those turnovers need to uh, get cleaned up a bit. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into the solution of those turnovers in a bit. But yeah, Devin Booker looked great. The box score didn't tell the entire story. He looked like he put up 30 points, honestly. And a couple things that I saw from his game were his pull-up threes. Some of them looked really, really nice. And I think those, that was one of the things that we were talking about a part of his game where he could improve on like that little type of James Harden type moves where 
just pulling up out of nowhere and hitting a three really makes you unguardable. And I think Devin Booker's going to reach that level this season, and I can't wait to see his continuation of those shots. And as we talked about in our first episode, we predicted that there was going to be a huge offensive rise for one yes. Mikhail Bridges, and we saw that in spades on the 23rd. 18 points, 7 rebounds, and 2 blocks. An overall fantastic night for Mikhail. And a notable stat line was his rebounding. A really, really crucial rebound at the end of the game where I think it was Booker hit a shot, but it didn't go in, and Mikhail was able to secure that board and basically close the whole game out. There's a couple seconds left in the clock. We were able to grab the board, secure the game, and walk off with our first victory of the season. So, Lucas, what did you think about Mikhail's play? I thought he was awesome. Mikhail Bridges, honestly, his name alone, we can just say it. There's the whole meme. We can just say his name. For 20 minutes, you know, just right. over and over yeah. and over. We, we, might, we might have to do that soon here. Just say his name over and over. Uh, but yeah, Mikhail Bridges was really impressive. And one thing I was thinking of uh, specifically was just the lack of hesitation. He seemed so comfortable with these pull-up threes and these aggressive drives. And quite frankly, when I was watching him, I just couldn't help but to, uh, <laughs> to, to laugh a bit. So definitely was, was happy with what we were seeing out of him and his aggression and his willingness to be a bit of an offensive initiator. You know, as Kelly Oubre is now with Golden State, there's definitely some points to be filled in. So really encouraged by what we saw tonight. Yeah, I don't think this is a one-off at all. I think we're going to see many more games from Mikhail with this type of production, and I can't wait to see what else he has in store for us this season. Another guy who stepped up in the absence of some other scoring from our usual big three was Cameron Johnson. We didn't really see much of him in the preseason, but we did see a lot of him today. He put up 15 points, five rebounds, one assist, and that one assist was beautiful. If you oh, saw it. yes. And one steal. It was a full court, grabbed it, went all the way down the court in a fast break, and just absolutely dimed it to McHale for an easy bucket. Lucas, uh, Cam Johnson, what'd you think? I thought, I thought he was great. You know, there was a, there was a mid-range shot that I thought – Man, I would like that to be a three-point shot. <laughs> but when it comes down to it, the dude is a three-point sniper. So, uh, you know, that's by no means something I'm, I'm worried about. Uh, but what I was seeing was just him having this willingness to shape things up a bit, especially with maybe what we expect his offense to look like. I thought it was really encouraging, and I thought that dime was also – it was just really nice. So really liked what we saw from Cameron Johnson. And then kind of switching gears a bit to DeAndre Ayton. He had 13 points, eight rebounds, and assist steal two blocks and really just had some great defense what I think what we saw from him was just him being this nice switchable defender and I took note of his perimeter defense uh, him coming all the way up to that three-point line and really just closing out shooters he's really good at that and I'm excited to continue to see it what do you think about DA yeah DA I think uh, he kind of got the short on the stick tonight with the refs and I don't think this is going to be the usual type of deal with DA where he's going to be fouling too much and, you know, forced to go to the bench. I think he is going to be able to stay in the game into late right. game situations. And I'm really pleased from what I saw from him tonight. I think it, he had kind of shut up a lot of people who were complaining about him, including myself, honestly, with his effort and his overall just kind of aggressiveness when he was getting those boards, he was called on a foul when I totally didn't agree with that call with the ref, but he was right, going yeah. for an offensive board, bumped into somebody. And that's the type of stuff you want to see from your big man. Grabbing boards hard, being the anchor of your defense, and just being an overall physical presence out there. I think that's what we saw from DA. One notable thing I want to talk about as well is that he gets six free throw attempts in only 24 minutes of play. 
that's huge. He was willing yeah. to attack the rim a little bit and get to the line. He didn't make all of his free throws. He only made about three. He made three of six. But just the attempts alone, when we're going to see him play more minutes and he's going to get that type of production from the free throw line, I think we're going to see a huge increase of production from DA this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then just real quick on him, tie game, 96-96. There's three minutes left, and Aiton goes up for this strong offensive rebound amidst a flurry of defenders, and he goes back up for the strong attempt. And that, those were some of those important free throws. So that was a really encouraging play. Really like to see that. And then uh, Chris Paul, eight points, four rebounds, five assists, two steals, but he had that clutch bucket. I think we're definitely going to be seeing a lot more impressive games as we continue on here. But I also think it kind of speaks to a bit of maybe what we can expect when it comes to him in the clutch. I know that's kind of a, a topic that is maybe, maybe a bit saturated at this point, just talking about how clutch he is, but it really is the fact of the matter. Chris Paul can maybe, you know, give a bit of the offense to book for a while, come back and just hit a nice shot for you that, that you really need. I think he's going to be a nice clutch player for us really all season. Definitely wanted to see a bit more out of him, you know, as the CP3 debut, but, you know, encouraging nonetheless seeing the dude in the State Farm commercials in your jersey. So what do you think about CP3 tonight? I was dying to see a lob, but we weren't as fortunate tonight. You think he tried to lob, it was a Damian Jones, but it was oh, yeah. called yeah, yeah, yeah. like a goaltend, like some sort of violation, whatever. But yeah, I was impressed with Chris Paul to, to an extent, right? He didn't put up crazy stats, but he, the stats he put up were impactful, to say the least. The steals he got, the uh, buckets he got at the end of the game, some of the assists were great. And yeah, overall, can't wait to see what else he can produce for future games. And I think we're going to see a better Chris Paul uh, in the upcoming uh, series against Sacramento. I just want to go over really quickly our bench production. Cameron Payne and Langston Galloway, both offensive spark plugs tonight or tonight's game. 11 points each. Campaign had an overall good game, three rebounds, three assists, one block. And this is what you want to see from him, from uh, your backup point guard. Over those minutes that Chris Paul and Devin Booker were both off the floor, he really stepped up with uh, the offensive role and took some smart shots. Like He he looked like a smart player out there tonight. And I really like to see what he, else he can do with this uh, new role he's carved out for himself. I think he is the guy. I don't think there's going to be much competition for who the lead ball handler is off the bench. I think it's going to be him. And I can't wait to see what else he can do. Lucas, I want to get your opinion on Langston Galloway for a second because he also did some great things offensively, had a four-point play. And what was your right. uh, take on the bench guys today? Yeah, Galloway was, you know, it's Eddie Johnson. He always refers to him as Sir Galloway. I love that. The dude has a top five name in the NBA. Uh, Sir Langston Galloway was just a nice spark off the bench. And uh, like you mentioned, that four-point play, 11 points in eight minutes. That's just awesome. I think a lot, of more, a, a lot more minutes are going to be coming his way as the season progresses. So really encouraged with what we saw from him. And then, yeah, yeah Devin, would you mind kind of going over what we saw out of Luka Doncic t- uh, tonight as we uh, get into this Kings yeah. discussion a bit? Of course, just wrapping it all up with our last stat line of the day, Luka Doncic, 32 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, and 12 free throw attempts. Well, You know, he had a rough game, and the free throw attempts bailed him out. The refs really gave him a lot of those that I don't think you and I agreed with at all. And yeah, yeah, there was one in particular. Um, you know, uh, Devin Booker's face actually fouled his elbow. That was just 
you know, what, what a nasty play by Devin Booker. You really just get in his face, right in his elbow. Uh, that was, uh, no, no, in all seriousness, a lot of those free throws were really upsetting to see, man. It was, it was hard basketball to watch at, at some points, but I think you're right. I think a lot of his points did, were kind of, you know, bailed him, bailed him to that stat line a bit. Yeah, what did you think as you were going through this game about Luka? Yeah, it's just a lot, of, a lot of foul baiting, man. It's hard to watch. It's really hard to watch. I'm not going to lie. It's James Harden-esque, and it's just less efficient too, right? You know, there's not – he didn't really make any cool step backs, didn't really make any crazy assists, but still he's a great player, really talented, and absolutely, that's just the role that he's playing in this team, right? He's the guy. He's the lead playmaker, ball handler, and that's what you're going to expect from Luka Doncic. The team is constructed – for him to facilitate and really have the ball in his hands the entire time. Yeah. And, you know, I, you can't really disrespect that. That's just, the, that's, he's just doing his job. Right. 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 The and, no, and no one, uh, you know, no one acknowledged that more than Mark Jackson tonight. That dude was just talking about, <laughs> about DA being the number one pick all night. Uh, that got old pretty quick. I know a lot of us Suns fans bellyache about our lack of nationally televised games. And now that we have quite a few, I'm hoping to see a lot less of the, uh, that tired narrative because DeAndre Ayton, you know, while he's not Luka Doncic, when it comes down to it, he's a good player and it's the one we picked. And I'm hoping that Mark Jackson can kind of be quiet a bit because that was, that was a little bit annoying, but uh, I, you're totally right. When it comes down to it, uh, Luka's just a great player. And, you know, regardless of being put in quote unquote McHale jail from three, uh, you know, he, he was not looking good there. He, he ends up putting up 32 points. So that is what it is. And when it comes down to it, it was just a fun game to watch with book sealing the deal so yes that that's kind of what we have to say for this game for this Mavericks game yeah so let's get into what we liked didn't like and what was overall just ugly parts of the game it's going to be kind of just a brief overview of our takes in the game and let's start with uh, the good the good news let's start with the defense I love the defense tonight and it was really really good to see the effort because we didn't see that in preseason I know that some people you know they say oh it's just preseason blah 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 I was a little bit worried with the defense, not going to lie. Obviously, I was wrong. Mikhail Bridges is the man on defense. He absolutely shut down Luka Doncic, even though he put up that stat line. He forced Luka into some really, really tough shots and made him turn the ball over and pass up shot attempts. And that's what we want to see from uh, Luka Doncic. That's, that's exactly what we talked about pregame, about just containing Luka and making him take those tough shots and tough passes. Lucas, what do you think of the defense? Yeah, no, it was fun to watch. And exactly what I was going to say, especially with Mikhail Bridges, you know, just him swinging those noodle arms everywhere, covering the entire length of my television. He's just a fun player to watch. And uh, the, def- the defense was encouraging. And um, yeah, and then when it comes to the role players, that, that's just another part of the good that we took note of, whether it be, you know, Mikhail or Cam stepping up on both ends or, or what have you. It was a fun game to watch. And, you know, that, that kind of leads me to the bench production. That secondary unit just kept that Suns lead for the majority of the game, you know, when CP and, and Book were sitting. And something I wanted to bring up was just that we had 41 bench points, and that's compared to about 30 last season, which was in the lower half of the league. So I'm hoping that can be somewhat sustained over the, the course of the season because that's an area that we definitely need is that bench scoring. So really enjoyed watching Galloway and a bit of Cameron Payne. Yeah, and not, not to mention Jalen Smith stepped up tonight. He did his job. He was kind of forced into the game after DeAndre Ayton and 
Damian Jones got into foul trouble and he really held his own for the most part. Obviously, he wasn't perfect. We weren't really expecting him to be perfect. We were just expecting him to survive out there. And I think he did that job pretty well, Lucas. And right. just to wrap it all up with the good, what is the clutch factor of this team now? I know watching Suns games last year, whenever it got down to the fourth quarter, I got nervous. I shuddered. I was getting nervous and scared. But I felt totally fine in the fourth quarter watching this team. With right. the shot making of D-Book and CP, it was putting me at ease just to see those guys take those shots and you know seal the deal of this game. And I know it got a little bit close to the end, and it should have been a blow, in my opinion, just with the way shots were falling and turnovers. But yeah, I loved how Mikhail grabbed that key rebound to secure the possession and win the game. Devin Booker, Chris Paul made shots when it counted. And right. Exactly, man. That's what you want to see from a team with playoff aspirations. Now that we got to the good news, let's get into the bad. The offense was not fantastic in this game. Booker had too many turnovers, missed free throws. Chris Paul had an underwhelming uh, debut offensively. DA got to the line six times, only made three free throws, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Overall, to chalk it up, it was just a lack of rhythm and chemistry. Lucas, what did you think about tonight's offense? Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, where there were bright spots, I think it's going to get better as we go on. And um, something I'm kind of banking on is what you were just hitting on there with the clutch factor here. We have two dudes that I'm just uber confident in then taking those shots. You have Chris Paul and Devin Booker, some, some wizards from the, the mid-range uh, you know, area in the court. So, you know, I, while I do think we're going to have to improve on our continuity as a whole as a team, uh, I, I'm encouraged by the players that we have uh, surrounded. For sure. I think it's only going to get better from here. We're going to see more pick and rolls. We're going to see more spacing, I think. The paint looked a little bit clogged tonight, and I think that's just how Dallas plays defense. We're going to see different types of defense thrown out the Suns, and I think the Suns will be able to carve that up and really right, get into right, their right. groove. Yeah, and then, you know, something that I took note of as well was just some of the missed opportunities to make those open shots or those, those good assists. You know, a, a Suns Twitter account that I definitely recommend to follow that I know many people do, Jin MVA, he, he tweeted out, Chris Paul had 16 potential assists yesterday and he only had five actual assists. So that's definitely going to go once guys make shots. Um, yeah. I, I think that's, that plays a role in what we're talking about here. And I think as we uh, take note of the offense that James Jones has set in place with these three-point shooters, you know, that's going to go up. Chris Paul is going to have more assists and we're going to be scoring more points. So that's kind of what we had there uh, in terms of some of the bad. Yeah, of course. And one noble player who didn't hit a lot of shots was Jay Crowder. I expect him to fix that. And yeah, we're going to see a lot more shot making sooner rather than later. Totally. Just to wrap up the bad overall foul trouble, refs made some bad calls, but some of them were avoidable. Devin Booker, DeAndre Aiden, Damian Jones. Those are some you know, tough fouls that you don't want guys taking. And yeah, not much to say about that. Overall, we're going to wrap it up with the ugly. And I got one thing on the ugly. It was the game flow. It was the officiating. It was the turnovers. It was the missed shots. Overall, a little bit sloppy, a little bit tough to watch. But overall, it was still a decent game. I think we're going to see you know far more exciting games in the future. Lucas, what do you think of the overall flow of the game totally yeah I, I would share some of the same thoughts there you know we extended Damian Jones's opportunity to stay on this team uh, with, with his contract I think that's us just saying like you know we're thin at this position you have not been very inspiring but we're going to give you a more of a chance and uh, he certainly didn't encourage me anymore tonight but at the same time his role is, is too big for you know what 
you know, I would like to think that we brought him in for. So we're going to be seeing some more Frank Kaminsky coming in here in, in this Sacramento game, I'd like to think. So kind of segueing to that, it's uh, the game on the 27th against the Sacramento Kings. It'll be at 8 o'clock. Some of the keys to victory that we highlighted is, of course, to stay out of foul trouble. We want our big man to be out there doing his thing. And we also just want to try to get a, an early lead and, and keep that going. Hopefully our bench production could sustain that and that we can uh, you know, save some energy for the back-to-back that we're approaching. Yeah, because we're playing Boxing Day and the 27th, so we're going to need to be able to kind of get an early lead, like Lucas said, and just put these guys away early. They're the Sacramento Kings. I think they're the worst team in the West, and we should treat them accordingly. You know, they're a bad team. Let's just put them away early, wreck them, you know, show, assert our dominance as a top team in the West, and move on. Right. And just right. the and- last two things, we're just going to be – continuing to build on our chemistry of the offense, just making passes, making reads, kind of feeling each other out. I know Devin Booker and Chris Paul kind of maybe have a bit of an identity, identity crisis, just realizing, oh, I've got another ball handler with me. I've got another shot maker with me. Let's try and work on that. Let's try and build on that. I think Chris Paul kind of had a year off of that. He did have Shea and Schroeder on him, but you know, this is kind of like a James Harden type player with Devin Booker. You're going to have another guy who can really create offense at a super high level with you. And I think it's going to take a couple of games to get into that and really uh, right. uh, find a good situation and just continue the solid defensive play. The Suns played fantastic defense. Like when Monty Williams puts these guys to work and makes them fired up and giving all their effort, they're hard to get, they're hard to score on to be quite frank. Lucas, what do you think of the offense and defensive continuations? Totally. Yeah. I, I think, I think we're in, uh, in store for another encouraging game here and uh, something that I kind of wanted to point out that, hopefully doesn't set Suns Twitter ablaze is the performance of Tyrese Halliburton (laughs) that, you know, that that dude had a a nice game just recently here. So, you know, with Jalen Smith and that pick, you know, certainly someone we're hoping for that upside is this big dude that's just can hit these crazy threes, these silly shots, and also just has aggression and gets at the rim. I think there's going to be a lot of players that we're going to look at throughout the course of the year. That's just going to make us be a bit upset. You know, Tyrese Halliburton, or maybe today, if you're watching Precious Achua and just saying, wow, that, that is a stallion of a man. And we, <laughs> not, not that, uh, you know, Jalen Smith is impressive that, you know, sticks it, you know, they call him trunks now just because the dude definitely has put on weight. But at the same time, I'm not expecting anything too special from our rookie. And I can definitely see uh, Halliburton putting up a respectful stat line. So that's something to keep your eye on and hopefully not lose yourself about too much. Exactly. Uh, I, don't, I don't think we, we need... Jalen Smith to play too many minutes for us to be a good team this year so I'm excited to watch the game and I know Dev and I are going to be excited to get some more podcasts out here as we're just this new podcast getting things off the ground so excited to watch it tomorrow yeah totally agree Lucas I think we're going to wrap it up now thank you guys so much for listening we will see you after our two games in Sacramento have a good Christmas and God bless